Welcome to Behind the Mic, a show that spotlights WBOI volunteer hosts and the programs they produce. On today's episode, host Julia Meek interviews Martin Fisher about his show, The Weekly Experiment, where he delves into a range of science topics and describes an accompanying experiment. Fisher has produced over 400 episodes of The Weekly Experiment, and they can be heard on Saturdays at 3 p.m. This interview was recorded in March of 2017. Martin Fisher, welcome. Hi there. Now, your sixth anniversary of weekly experiments here on WBOI is on the horizon this year, and your 300th episode is about to air as well. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's really exciting. I've had an absolute blast over the past few years working with the folks here at WBOI. As have our listeners enjoyed listening to you do your thing. And are you a self-proclaimed science geek? Oh, I would definitely say that. doesn't matter if it's the science side, technology side. It doesn't matter if it's physical sciences, natural sciences, applied sciences. Yeah, I really do like it all. I try to learn as much as I can about all of those different sciences. I think that it's important for me and my job working at a science center to be a generalist, to try to know a little bit about as many different sciences as possible. And hey, I suppose if we really want to get into it, I definitely like both sides of science, science fiction and science fantasy. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Good for you. Well-rounded science geek. Love it. Okay. On any given weekly experiment, you aim to explain the science of our everyday world. What's the listener in for then? Well, I started this off many, many years ago with one of your ex-colleagues, Andrew Anderson. He was the producer at that time, and he and I sat around, chatted for a bit, because we didn't know exactly what we wanted to do, other than we knew that we wanted the two organizations, both of which are nonprofits, both of which are meeting the needs of our community and our region. We wanted to work together. We wanted it to be educational. For me, it was hitting the impact of science education. That's what Science Central wants to do. For him, it was being able to meet the needs of the listeners that were here and listening to WBOI and IPR. So we met a couple of times and we realized that it needed to be something short, three, four minutes long, something that would be very distinct, a particular topic. And we wanted it to be able to have some sort of an activity, not just informational, but also some kind of an activity that people would be able to try with their families, or if they're a teacher with their students, or if they're a scout leader with their troop. And then I remember one day we were sitting around talking and we were trying to figure out what's the name of this. You know, we've got this activity, it's weekly, we're doing an experiment. And I said, hey, how about the weekly experiment? (laughs) And he said, that's it. That's the name. So really, that's how it started and sprouted. That's a fantastic story. Thank you for that. And how do you choose your topics? There's no set method. It's kind of What sparks me at that particular moment as I'm sitting down, starting to craft, what do I want to talk about? Sometimes I'll actually be at another place or visiting another science center or museum or walking around outside or even at my own place at Science Central and something will come to my mind. So I'll quickly jot it down and then come back to it later on when I'm actually coming up with some of the episodes. So there really is no set method. I try to spread it out between the different sciences, physical, natural, applied. I try not to keep it topical because I realize that something may be going on in the world of science. And if I do an activity relating to that topic and that topic only, by the time we've recorded it and it's aired, it could be many weeks later. So it's no longer news. 
So I, I try to keep it evergreen. That's a wonderful format or way to do it. I am kind of curious, after 300 episodes, is there a branch of science that you have not at least touched on? Probably not. I think I've really hit everything from astronomy to zoology and all of those letters in between. <laughs> so I think I've I've probably dabbled on just about everything. It may only be a segment or two. Sure. Maybe it's more than that. But I'd really have to go through my notes and see if there's anything that I've completely and totally missed. And then you can do it. Exactly, you yeah. Got in your next hundred. I like that idea. Is it a challenge to render such an eyes-on subject to audio-only format? No, I don't think so, because I'm crafting it in a way that these very complex topics make sense to me. And I've got to put it together in a way in my mind that is logical and cohesive. So I'll, I'll have the idea, I'll have the topic, and then I just try to, like they teach you, think back to you know freshman English in high school. You start with the idea, then you build a little more, some more information, go a little deeper with some more information, and so on. And then I'll get to the end where I'll try to include an experiment that people can try at home. So obviously I can't get too deep and too complex mm -hmm. because it's only three to four minutes long. And you can't say, look here, folks, because there's no place to look. Other than that, you can run with it. It seems like you do a wonderful job. I think so. I may occasionally, while I'm talking about the topic, say a website or an office like with the U.S. government or mm -hmm. a research organization, but I hope the way that I'm describing it is not something that people visually need to see in front of them. That's great. I will say that one tremendous advantage you possess, even sans any kind of visual, Martin, is your producer, Rob Martinez. He's the master of sound effect. He's meeting the science wizard. How do you feel this enhances your shows? Yeah, isn't he great? He's incredibly creative. Now, here's the funny thing. I've probably, in all the years that I've been doing this, I'll bet that I've only met him and chatted with him five to ten times. I'm doing the recording with somebody else, mm -hmm. and then later on, he's doing the editing, and he does a phenomenal job. That guy is so creative to be able to bring the weekly experiment to the next level. When you start to add in sound, whether it's a sound effect or music, it starts to bring in the emotional, that human connection, that fun side, whether it's a boing that he's adding or the sound of a wave or some background music. Yeah, he's definitely bringing it up a couple notches and that makes it fun and it brings it to an emotional component. That is true. I do think that you two, as a team for this show, it couldn't be better. That's really a point of pride for us here at WBOI. Fantastic. Thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. I really like working with the entire team here. Do you think science exhibits and experiments altogether, including your show, brings out the kid or the closet geek in all of us? Yeah, I definitely do. No <laughs> doubt about it. In fact, it's pretty funny. There are some well-known behaviors that exist in science centers, and it's so funny watching these because I've seen it thousands of times over the past 30-plus years. So you get either the teacher with the group of students, or you get the parents with their children, and they go up to an exhibit, and the kids are at the exhibit, and the adults are a couple feet back. And you keep watching. 30 seconds later, the adults have moved <laughs> forward a little bit. And you keep watching. 30 seconds later, the adults are right there beside their child or the student. And you keep watching 30 seconds later, they've just totally pushed the kid out of the way and they're trying the exhibit themselves. So that, that's when you know you've got that adult engaged. They're interested and they're involved. 
That's well. That's its own science study right there. You're building the generation from a backward way. Then you're building the parent to like it and then share it with the child who may have already had that whole open attitude toward it to begin with. You couldn't ask for more than that, I would think. I'll tell you one of my absolute favorite behaviors that I see with visitors, besides the one that I just shared, which is actually pretty funny, of course. <laughs> yeah, but the ones that I absolutely love are when you get two groups of visitors, whether it's families or whether it's two different school groups that don't know each other, have never seen each other before, will probably never see each other again, but they're interacting together at the exact same exhibit. They're helping each other and involved with each other and talking to each other. That is fantastic. I absolutely love it when I see that. That is great. So personally, Martin, what's your favorite area or branch of study in the science world? I don't think I have one. I really do like them all. Again, it's from that astronomy to zoology and everything Mm -hmm. in between. I I really do like them all. That's fair and square. And in the meantime, where does the love of your subject of science take you when you're away from the mic here and away from Science Central? Yeah, that's a good question. I visit other science centers. It's both my hobby and passion as well as my profession. I'm really lucky. I'm one of those lucky folks that had the opportunity to do both. So when I go on vacation, yeah, I like going to other science centers. And of course, I'm also going to go to a lot of the national parks. And yes, not only do I visit the science centers and science museums, but I also visit the art museums and I also visit the history museums. I I just, it's a passion of mine. I like museums. My father, very interesting guy, very lucky person. His degree is in geology and he was a practicing geologist. He was the federal geologist for the state of Ohio until he retired. Growing up as a kid, as an adult, and and going through college, my father would always say, Martin, your job is to support your family and your hobbies. And then he would pause and get that wry little smile that he has, and he would go, but Martin, you're a really lucky man if your job is also your hobby. So he got to do that. You know, his job was his hobby and his passion, and my job working at science centers is my hobby and my passion as well as my profession. What a great legacy and having that seed planted and what a great gift that you share with the rest of the world. And it shows, I have to say that, because I think that's why you are so happy and approach each day and almost every minute of every day with a scientific wonder. (laughs) Thank you. You know, if I can pass that on to a student that's visiting Science Central on a field trip, if I can pass it on to an adult who's there on a weekend with his family, that's, that's great. Or over the airwaves. Or over the airwaves. That's exactly why I'm in the field. So, before we let you get back to all things science that you're set to explore now, Martin, bottom line, to all the folks that you have turned on to the wide world of science, and at least you have them on their way to being themselves science geeks, what do you say to them? Well, make sure that you come and visit Science Central. Make sure that you see the exhibits that we have. Continue to explore science. Become voracious. Try to continue to read, learn, listen to, and absorb as much as you can because you'll find out that it's fun, it's cool, and it will probably in some way relate to your life as well. Martin Fisher is Executive Director of Science Central, also volunteer host of WBOI's Weekly Experiment. Thanks for sharing your busy day and your scientific world with us, Martin. And here's to another 300 episodes. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Behind the Mic is hosted and produced by Julia Meek. You can find other Behind the Mic conversations at WBOI.org or wherever podcasts are found. And be sure to tune in to 89.1 FM for more NPR news and diverse music. Our music is by Mark Waldick. Thanks for listening.